Oh, yes. So at the bottom of inverted market, we list community earnings from market, which is $696,943,009. No, 943903 Gosh, that's a mouthful. It's closing on $700 million. It's actually a little over once you include Elements and Studio and a few of our other products. It's a weird number. How <laughs> come? It's just such a large number. <laughs> it wasn't the plan. Like, I think... Um, I always imagine that businesses that were successful started out with like some kind of um, person probably wearing a suit, sitting around like planning some kind of dominating, like world domination plan. But in practice, we were just trying to make a little business that we could travel around with and then just trying to help it scale a little bit more and then just trying to like make sure we got into that other space and then just trying to hire a few more people. And then like at some point you wake up and you're like, Weird. 700 million? It's a lot of millions. <laughs> Collis Taid, co-founder of Invato. Lots of millions paid out to authors as they're called across the globe for their digital products they list on Invato's many marketplaces. I'm Courtney Carthy. Welcome to Scale Up from LaunchVic. In this episode, like Collis mentioned, We'll hear about the community Invato's gathered around itself over the years, in particular, how Invato interacts with it. The first of seven values governing Invato is intrinsic to how the company works. When the community succeeds, we succeed. On the numbers the community has succeeded, collectively paid out now way over $700 million in sales. If Invato keeps their authors earning, then that keeps commissions for the marketplace ticking over. A win-win. And for the people purchasing the themes, hopefully they're getting great digital products to put to good use. Invato's community stretches across every country in the world, and it's been central to its resilience and growth. Scale Up comes to you from LaunchVic, leading the development of a globally connected startup ecosystem by supporting startups and investors here in Victoria. It's also developed great resources for people at all levels of involvement. Check out launchvic.org. That's launchvic.org. Have a look while you're listening to this episode. And do let a friend know about Scale Up, someone who's interested in fast-growing tech companies here in Australia, where global businesses have been and are being founded, reaching far beyond our land down under. So six months into my role, I'd been doing uh, writing blogs. This is Josh Jansen. He was working on content and social media at Invato. These days, he runs a video company and also makes a daily podcast. November 2013, and Collis had just done a presentation to the Invato office around what the 2020 vision looked like. And it was about understanding the community. Invato is uh, obsessed with it, the community. It's a big... It's, throughout all the values it's always coming back to the community and Collis was on a mission to work out who was the actual community and at the time I was scheming in my head I'm like maybe there's something in video here and selfishly I was like there could be a trip in this and so I went to Collis the idea being that it was an opportunity to learn about all the different community members all the 
authors, the remote staff, all of the people who had been impacted by what Invato um, had done. And then he said, actually, a friend, a friend of mine who used to work at Invato, Nasan, he's an ex-CNN producer, had the exact same idea a few years ago, but we weren't in the financial position to do it. Uh, maybe you could meet up with him. He's, gonna, he's back in Melbourne and he's going to be in the office next week. And so he mentioned this to Nasan, and that day Nasan and I sat down and we worked out a rough budget and it was 50 grand and it was three months around the world, including flights, accommodation, uh, equipment. Yeah. And so, and we did it. And so we, we basically, we pitched it to Collis and he said, sure. You know, we sent these two guys around the world, Nason and uh, Josh, who filmed stories like in Pakistan and in like um, country, um, UK, uh, through to you know, Montreal, just all over the place. And uh, it was like quite surreal seeing, you know, people in these different parts of the world who were like, oh yeah, Inverto like affected my life in this way and that. Sharing hotel rooms and living out of each other's pockets, Nason and Josh trekked around the world for three months falling in and out of planes and shooting what they could in their self-imposed time frame and budget. One story they came back with was Muhammad in Pakistan. Those familiar with Envato or Theme Forest might have heard of Theme Fusion. That's from Muhammad. Hi, my name is Mohamed Harris. Uh, I'm a theme developer. Uh, I'm currently the co-founder of Theme Fusion. Uh, we are right now in Lahore, Pakistan. The thing about Lahore which is great is that if you're hungry at 2 a.m., if you travel to a food joint, you will find people there. It will be lively since they are always working. Luke is based in Tampa, Florida, U.S. I have never met him personally. He works uh, from his home office every day. He has a small family as well. Actually, my day starts at 5 p.m. because I have to sync it with my business partner and we like to work together at the same time, so we are both in the loop. And we made, we spent two days in Pakistan and we filmed uh, our most popular Envato Stories vi video, which was of Muhammad Harris. And we got to walk through the house that it was had built for him and his family and uh, all the construction was going on. Uh, this is the house I am building and uh, it's, uh, it's been a long journey from uh, just being a plain lot to building this three-story house. So this house is for our entire family. We uh, live in an extended family system. We are able to build this house thanks to, uh, to selling one theme on on Theme Forest, Avada, and uh, we were able to fund the entire development of this house through it. So I'm grateful for ha uh, having great people around me, a lot of support from my parents. Uh, I thank them for being very supportive. Thank you mom and dad, uh, and my sister, obviously. Thanks to Envato for building such a great platform, not just for me, but millions of users who use it to help them and their businesses grow. And uh, thank you everyone who, who is around me and sharing this with me. Fast forward a couple of years from when Josh and Nasan took off to make the videos and there's somebody with James's job. Here he is, full-time at Envato. 
Hi, I'm James Drew, the author engagement lead at Envato, and you're listening to Scale Up from LaunchVic. My role at Envato is a little bit different than most because I'm, I'm the person that actually goes out traveling around the world speaking to our um, creative community. James has been doing much of the same thing as Josh and Nissan, but more recently, yet without a camera and hopefully a little bit more comfort. It is interesting. You know, you get a lot of very passionate creators who are really trusting their livelihood to Envato, right? Like they put their creations on our platform and are really stuck in a way with following our rules, doing things our way and trying to navigate what that means for them. And so there's a lot of, you know, uh, requests for certain features or um, questions about why we do things the way we do or what our long-term roadmap is. I remember uh, we were sitting in uh, we were sitting in East Berlin at the time uh, on the first time we did this this Euro tour thing and sitting with a, a bunch of, of creators and we had somebody there who um, was paralyzed from the waist down and so had to have an assistant there with him. And just hearing the stories of how um, how Envato's platform had actually enabled him to be able to support himself, to have a living, um, to, to be creative and, and to do something with his life in a, in a situation where his mobility was actually challenged a little bit. Another creator who actually grew up in Brazil and then moved from Brazil over to Berlin um, and submitted his first uh, what we call items or like a digital product to our, our marketplace and all of a sudden he went from somebody who was struggling as a student to somebody who had enough money to pay all his bills to um, you know to, to support himself to support his family and and think more strategically about what he wanted to do with his life rather than being you know maybe forced into a direction based on what he could afford or what was available to him at the time and that's a very common story that that i hear all around the world the marketplaces of envato as you can gather tend to favor merit in creating assets or items that can be bought by others Many others, if your item is popular, digital assets don't really cost too much to replicate. But Envato kept expanding their marketplaces, building more of them. Envato staff often describe the drive behind generating new platforms or products coming directly from Collis. On occasion, setting up teams to belt out an idea. Elements by Envato is one of those, but that's for another episode. One instance, and an instance in this episode, that succeeded and still going today is a freelance job platform, Envato Studio, which makes sense when you already have one side of the marketplace with the authors, and then you can build the platform and pitch it to the others, the users that will hire the authors. More importantly, for one of Envato's measures of success, if the community succeeds, we succeed, there's a very good fit here too. Mario Visek, Apprentice Developer Mentor, we're at Envato. Now that's Mario's current title. Back when Studio started, he was writing a lot of code. It was me and another developer called Keith. So either Keith or Keith and I, one of us wrote the first line of code. I can't remember if it was him or me, but I was there from the first day of this product. 
And I worked on that product for probably a year. And so when we started, we literally had zero users, zero users entirely. And one of the goals of Nevada is to help people make a living uh, by using, by selling their uh, digital assets, or for us on Envato Studio, was by freelancing. And in some countries, there's a much lower cost to living, so it's, it's much more approachable, it's much easier to make enough money that you can have a good wage and, and, and live off those services. Time goes by, people are using the platform, and one day an email arrived that humanizes what Mario and others with him have created. Our general manager had forwarded this email that was uh, you know, one of the authors thanking us for building this, this platform. And um, there's this gentleman, uh, I, I don't know his name, but he lives in Egypt. And he said that he was a, a full-time designer and he, um, you know, he was getting ready to get married and he uh, was really struggling to try and um, have the wedding that he wanted his partner to have. You know, it was very difficult there to make, you know, enough money to really kind of have it. And he wasn't a, really a, a wealthy person. And so he managed to actually make enough money from our platform that he was making two or three times his wage. He'd quit his full-time job and he was doing this entirely. And in the email, he was thanking us because he could finally afford the wedding that he wanted for you know, his partner. So it was just amazing from seeing that product from day zero. We had no you know, scale at all. We've got zero kind of customers literally watching the first job come through all the way to the point where we can sustain someone's income by the money that they make from our um, platform. So it was just amazing, yeah. All nice, but no community is gonna be endlessly positive. Envato's a web business, often populated by people who have pretty good web skills. And there's the dynamic of money thrown in. So where there are advantages to be had or taken away as it happened, fingers hit the keyboard and start claiming conspiracy. Julian Doherty explains. Um, and I'm a senior developer normally, but at the moment I'm spending six months um, just doing technical recruiting. Oh, there's, there's one was like the conspiracy theories from the users that were going around for a long time. Cause I was on the team that was doing like a rebuild of the search engine for the marketplace. And um, for a long time, they just kind of put a search in there and didn't. no one really touched it for a long time. And one of the things it did is just did a randomization of who would get to the top. So if you had um, did a search term and there was a whole bunch of items that were about the same, we kind of put a random fudging on it so that you just it wouldn't have the same one go to the top. Problem is that random fudging never changed. So there are a few authors who are very fortunate. They had these very broad terms for their items and they just happened to end up right at the top for like years. And they're like just totally vague things like um, corporate motivational or whatever. So Julian's team thinks it's best to rebuild this, make it fairer, re-index everything, and the random fuzzing got changed along with the algorithms. Made it so that it actually worked a bit better for users and then there's all this like conspiracy that Envato is trying to like defraud authors and take their earnings away because all these people that were like earning huge amounts of money just by luck, um, kind of lost quite a bit. So they were a, a bit annoyed about that, um, but we're kind of like, well, you're kind of winning it because you're just because you got you got lucky. And yeah, and there's kind of like this continual thing that's going on for about a couple of years of like how we're trying to you know break the search and take all the authors down. You might get the impression here that people at Envato, despite the millions of users, have a reasonable handle on what's happening on the site. 
Kate McInnes, content specialist working remotely in Warburton outside of Melbourne. We met her last episode. Kate knows this intimacy from experience, but not in a weird way. The authors think that I, that the quality team don't know them as well as we know them, actually. <laughs> I have a fairly visual memory. There's people that I remember from years ago. I'm quite a fan of their work. I follow along with their progress. Like the, the hard thing is, is that I can't reach out and tell them, good job this week, I like what you did. But I am following along with every single person who's uploading work. I'm looking at the entirety of the recent uploads list when I, I'm choosing featured files and I'm really, you know, I'm rooting for them. I'm hoping like, and wishing for, for the greatest success for them all. And I think that it's a bit sad that because we need to not be as vocal, they might feel that we're not, we're not there and, and we're always there, always. <laughs> James Drew, WordPress evangelist again. But one of the things I've come to learn about our creators is that it's not just creatives sitting in their office or their garage or their basement or wherever they are around the world, um, you know, cracking away at, at a tune or something. A lot of these people do this full time. This is how they make a living. This is all they do. And they treat it very much like a business rather than a hobby. And if you've ever heard the screams from social media influencers of late after Instagram changed how they display picture likes, you'll understand what platform uncertainty for users can sound like. Not pretty. But it seems Envato gets this. When the community succeeds, we succeed. And if you think about the way a lot of businesses work, predictability is so important. And having a sense of what's coming next so you can plan for it is really, really mission critical. And so I've tried to really bring some of that to um, to our creator community as I go out and um, do everything I can, even here, to remind our teams here that um, anything we can do to create predictability or um, give advance notice of something that might be a major change or that will have a big impact uh, is best because it enables our creators to flourish and it reduces some of that tension and stress that they're really relying on us to, to supply their livelihood. Uh, the roadmap for me in particular is often like that. We have roadmaps and things that, that we work on here as a company about, you know, um, how we want to create a great experience for customers that helps them get their projects done. That's our big roadmap. We want to have, um, you know, uh, and features and initiatives come out of that broad vision. Um, we have another vision to, um, you know, make market a great place for selling. And um, you can't have a great place for selling without a great um, group of, of customers. And you can't have a great group of customers without the kind of items and content that they want to purchase. And so that, that you know, uh, virtuous cycle of content and customers and um, creating uh, an experience and features and items or, or features and, and um, services that help support all of, all of that moving forward is, is really what our, our roadmap tends to be. All this wouldn't have been possible had the community not been an identified and appreciated part of Envato from the start. Brett Elliott, Product Manager. What Envato did that I don't think other companies have done is create, they created a community. And this is, this is the secret sauce that works for offense and defense as a business is we 
identified, or Col I say Royal Wee, Collis identified that uh, he was a Flash developer. And uh, he identified that there wasn't really, like there's this buzzing community behind the scenes, um, uh, but there was nowhere really for this community to get together and talk and, and sell their stuff and, and that sort of thing. So that's how the, the whole Envato thing got started. Mm. That was his, the grassroots approach there. They didn't spend a dollar on marketing for a long time. I don't know if that's 100% true or not, but that's how the story's told in the corridor. If I was a, a startup today, I would find my grassroots way. I would build a kick-ass product and I would build, I would find a, a grassroots way of getting that in front of people. Invato co-founders here, Cyan first and then Collis Tayyid again. It's an exceptionally unusual situation that we're in. So I think one of the things that Collis and I and, and, you know, and the shareholders have discussed is the fact this really is like lightning striking. So the fact that we're the ones who had the startup which grew to this degree that didn't need external funding, that is, you know, built on such a broad international customer base is very unusual and means that we have a higher level of responsibility. Um, you know, it's that, it sounds really cliched, but that concept to, of, you know, to those much is given, much is expected. I tend to think that because we've been given such a huge amount in Invato and we actually have the opportunity to lead a company which doesn't have external shareholders pressuring us about profitability and, you know, and dividends. We, you know, we don't have the pressures that a lot of organisations have. That means we have a responsibility to try our best to create a business which um, serves um, its community on every level, which, um, you know, has a kind of uh, an experimental approach to making things better because we can try things that other organisations can't um, because we have the space to do that. Uh, we've, you know, there's, you know, we, we really need to hold ourselves to a very high standard as, um, as shareholders and as an organisation because a lot of barriers that other organisations have, we don't have. You know, our community of people who are successful, they're super talented people. They're probably going to be successful in some way anyways. I just think, well, maybe we got to play a part in it and we got to maybe do it a bit better than it might have otherwise been done. I think that for me, that was success. Like if we... Um, if we did a good job of the thing we were going to do, I don't feel uh, I'm not so, so self-indulgent as to believe that, you know, only we could have done it or if we hadn't done it, it wouldn't have been done or any of those things. I think those things are a little bit self-congratulatory. I just think maybe it might not have been done as well as we might have done it. Um, and for me, that's like ultimately in any kind of job, whether you're just like writing or you're um, creating or you're managing or you're in finance or HR, like, uh, um, uh, like any kind of work I think is valuable only if you do it as well as you can do it. Otherwise, it's just some stuff you did. To see how far that great work from the community has gone, how much of what Invato has gathered up and pushed out from the creative and skilled authors across the world, Nicholas Rasmussen looked into it and explains. So when I joined Envato, one of the first things I was like, okay, I work for Envato. We do a lot of awesome stuff. Let's just find out how much we do. So there are tools out there that helps you identify what type of website framework a particular website is built with. So I just ran it through thousands of famous people to find out, hey, how many of these people are using Envato? And like Stephen Curry, Tony Romo, 
like uh, all these these like really high profile athletes are using it. We find out that this one agency in particular works with high profile athletes in the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, and exclusively uses Envato items. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So the ex prime minister of Denmark as well, all, like really just all over the world. It's quite quite interesting to to see that this isn't just like a freelance agency's dirty secret. Like this is used for significantly higher profiles than we thought. So when we find out that the NBA have used Avada, one of our WordPress teams, for a site of theirs, it's like, wait, the NBA, really? That's awesome. That's it for this episode. In just a moment, a bit of what's coming up next episode. You can see the rather large number of author earnings at the base of the Envato marketplaces like Theme Forest, Code Canyon, Video Hive, or the others. Just go to envato.com. Scale Up is brought to you by LaunchVic, Victoria's startup ecosystem development agency. Find more information about what's going on in Victoria's tech startup scene by going to launchvic.org. That's launchvic.org. I'm Courtney Carthy. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this season, you might like either of the two previous seasons on Culture Amp and Redbubble. Tell a friend about Scale Up or share it on your social media accounts. Leave a review too where you're listening, if that's Apple Podcasts. We do read them all and it's great to see your feedback. But coming up on the next episode. So I called my manager, John. Uh, he was the secondary on call. His number's there. Give him a ring and say, everything's broken. It's one o'clock. It's all miserable. Please help. We'll get into that next episode. I'm Courtney Carthy. Thanks for listening to Scale Up.